Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday. Happy payday to half of you. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. On your podcast app, hit that follow or subscribe button for us. And if you're feeling friendly, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. As always, today, we're looking ahead a little bit to the summer as the Blackhawks have a ton of pending free agents on their roster. We're kind of going to go through the list kind of top to bottom, I guess is probably the best way to say it and say, does this player have a spot on next year's Blackhawks team? But first of all, fellas, how are we doing today? Everything good? Everybody good? Everybody happy? Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Doing fine. It's a nice, beautiful Friday. Today is Friday. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good, uh, good day heading into the Memorial day weekend. Um, going to be going golfing after this so Ooh. can't can, can't complain got my pins and aces uh lightweight hoodie on because it's going to be in the 60s and i'm going to do some golfing as the sun's setting so oh I'm, I'm i'm ready ready to go it did feel like a monday there for a little bit but it's definitely a friday <laughs> definitely a friday yeah for, for about 45 minutes it felt like a monday yeah I, and i do have to say um the remote shows I enjoy jamming out to our intro music because we don't get to hear it when we're in the studio. So it's like it's a nice little treat to get a little it's extra true. little uh, groove going before we get started. Yeah, I could send it to you guys. You could just put it on your uh, on your on your zooms, and you could listen over Make my ringtone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pay so, ninety nine cents though for that ringtone. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's. Why don't we start with the guys, fellas, that we know are not going to be back. You've got. Uh, Jonathan Taves, who we don't know if he's retiring or not, but the Blackhawks are like, thank you for your service. Here's a fun night where everybody tells you how much you're loved and we're going to move on. So Jonathan Taves will not be back. You can cross him oh, off. It's uh, one of the last times we get to use that graphic then. Yeah. Uh, Alex Stalock uh, will very <laughs> likely not be back. And boy, it's going to be really hard for me to say goodbye to Anton Hudobin. So many memories of um, <laughs> I'm just here. Sarah McLaughlin in the background. <laughs> singing uh, i will remember you from having to get red electrical <laughs> which, tape on his pads which yeah can't wait for that anton hudobin heritage night which one of the six goals <laughs> yeah which one of those six goals that he gave up was your favorite all of them that helped us get Connor bedard yeah they were all very helpful thank you very much That's anton true. one uh, step closer so i think those are the those are like the three we can absolutely dismiss right like those are the three on the list that we're saying no chance Hudobin, no chance Taves, no chance Daylock. Because the goalie plan is pretty clear. clear. It's going to be Soderbloom and Mrazek here. Um, now let's yeah. move into the maybe less likely category. Let's start with Jujar Kara. Uh, unrestricted free agent as of now. You know, he's only 28 years old. I don't know. It, it feels like he's been around forever um, with Edmonton and Hawks. And I, I don't know. I just, I like him. Uh, but I'm struggling to see, especially considering the health issues he's had, where he's going to fit on this team next year. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that they kind of already have a bunch of those guys. Um, so I think, yeah, considering his health issues, um, I, I mean, I'm not going to say no if they bring him back on like a one-year, you know, league minimum or close to league minimum deal. I don't think that that's, that's going to hurt them in any way. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seems like kind of like one of those, one of those just kind of generic bottom six physical grindy kind of players. Um, I mean, he did, he did, you know, get to play some elevated roles with the Blackhawks. I wonder if Luke Richardson, um, you know, can put in enough of a good word to be like, you know what? He's kind of one of my, one of the guys that I want around here. Um, that might play in his favor. And as uh, someone in our chat here, uh, Ace said, uh, Kara plays with Bedard in the summers. Maybe that plays in his favor as well. Someone that, you know, has trained with Bedard and, you know, a, a professional that Bedard um, has a, 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 you know, a connection with maybe is not a bad thing to have in his first year uh, in the NHL. So it, could be a couple factors maybe playing in Kara's favor. Um, I 
I wouldn't be, again, I wouldn't be mad if he's back. I'd be a little surprised. Yep. I feel the same way. I, nice guy, you know, hard worker. You did a lot to get back on the ice in both seasons. Had some success at the end of the year on that line, the, the sweet car line with uh, <laughs> Joey Anderson and Boris Kachuk. They were, they, they played real well together, but you know, he's a replacement level guy. Like you can find 50 guys that can do what he does. So if you bring them back, cool. If you don't, you got a bunch of guys that can give you what he gave you and maybe more because just the, the, with the health things now, granted, you know, part of that was, was the hit from Jacob Truba. You, you know, you can't really do anything about that, but I mean, I know he's had some, some back issues too, and that's never a good thing. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine moving on. If he's back next season, cool. Yeah, I mean, you can never have too many awesome teammates and just good dudes in your locker room, but uh, it does become a little bit redundant, especially as we get down the list to some of the younger guys who provide probably a little bit more than he does at this point in their careers. Next, uh, really noteworthy, unrestricted free agent would be Andreas Athanasiu, and uh, actually ended up leading the team in scoring after everybody got traded. He was, uh, when it, when the smoke cleared, he was the guy and, uh, kind of found his way as a center late in the year. And Luke Richardson sort of seemed intrigued with that whole idea long-term I'm is I'm kind of like feeling things out. And as I think about this stuff all the time, I kind of feel like he's going to be back. I, I don't know if there's a massive demand for him anywhere else. Uh, you know, they're, they couldn't move him at the deadline. If, if the teams around the league don't really value him, couldn't the Hawks just do basically the same thing they did this year with him and say, hey, we're just going to re-up you. We're just going to give you another year. Maybe they throw him a bone and give him two years and say, hey, here's a little bit of stability to come and play, like we with Connor Bedard for at least a year, at least in situations here and there. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind having him back. I think you do need someone with a little bit of proven goal-scoring ability. And of the guys they have on the roster under contract as of today, uh, he's probably the top option. Yeah, and that's saying something, given the fact that he probably could have scored 50 goals this year instead of 20 if you know his, his hands were as impressive as his feet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, at his, at his exit uh, interviews, he seemed like... You know, it sounded like he wanted to maybe go somewhere where he could have a little bit more stability. I mean, he's been doing kind of the bounce around one-year deals, uh, similar to Max Domi uh, for the last few seasons. But you kind of have to play a play a way that teams want to invest in, and, and I think guys who can fly, um, but not much else. Like you can find a lot of those kinds of players. So. Athanasiu, 20 goals, 40 points. If you had told me at the beginning of, of last season that that's what he's, he was going to finish with with his time with the Blackhawks, I'd have been like, wow, what a 60-game stretch. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was you know it was the whole season. So I don't know if there's going to be a big demand out there for him, um, especially with what he wants to, to find with a, a maybe a, a midterm or longer-term deal. I don't think that's going to happen for him. Um, so his, his options might be limited. And, hey, if you want to come back and play as a – you know, top line or second line wing or center and either play with Lucas Reichel and or Connor Bedard. Like there, there's worse options out there. So, you know, it might be just kind of circumstantial for Tennessee to come back and, and, you know, see, ride it out one more time. See if maybe his numbers are better next season. Uh, if he's playing alongside Connor Bedard or, or some, or, or Lucas Reichel. And then at the deadline, maybe he gets to a contender um, given that his production is a little bit better. Yeah, I I would think um, if he wants a one year contract, I'm good with that. Anything beyond that, I'm kind of eh. And I think it also depends on. I think he's more of like an option B, option C right now. If they're even thinking about it at all. If you go out, we've talked about possible, you know, younger but veteran guys out there. We talked about you know the, the Brock Bussers and the, and the Connor Garland type trades. Victor Ardvidson, uh was a name that was mentioned uh, Thursday by Colby Cohen as a guy that the Kings might be looking to move. So, you know, see what Vegas does. You know, if the Hawks get one of those guys via trade, there's really no reason to bring Anthony to see you back at that point. Um, I, I just. 
just not a lot there. I mean, yeah, he's got good speed and he had a really good end of the season and he had a really good start to the season, but that middle of the season was a whole lot of, uh, and, um, you know, it just, I know he's kind of hinted that he wants more than a one-year contract. I don't see where he's getting that at this point. He hasn't really proved that he could be a consistent producer, but speed is going to get him a job every year. Uh, that's what's going to work for him. Uh, he's got something that everybody craves. So uh, I kind of think I've seen the whole spectrum of the Andreas Athanasiu experience, and I'm kind of cool with uh, one and done. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's the experience. experience. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh crap. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a breakaway up. It's Anthony Seal. Well, they have Never like the, the highlight package of him is typically doesn't end with him actually putting the puck in the net. It's like him stick handling through somebody or blowing by somebody, and then it cuts to the next highlight because there's, yeah. there's no goal attached at the end. Look, I think, like, I don't know. I think part of his issue is the expectations that came with him. And people looked at the skill, they looked at the hands, and they looked at everything. You know, the stick handling is good. It's just putting a puck in the net that fails him. Um, and I think expectations were real high, so people are kind of down on him. But you look at him compared to somebody like Chris Versteeg, who played a bottom six role on a contender. You know, if you just accept what he is, he can have some value for you. But again, I think you guys are right in saying that the Bedard factor where they're going to feel a bit of an obligation to not just put some plugs next to him, probably maybe pushes him out or at least way down. And if that's the case, he might say, mm, you know what, if I'm going to be playing on the third and fourth line, I'd rather just sign somewhere else and, and see what I can do on a top six somewhere. I don't know where that is. I know where he thinks that is. Um, but if it's not here, good luck. I, look, seemed like a really good teammate. Everybody seemed to like him. Uh, Luke liked him, which is important, but uh, it's a yeah. numbers game for a lot of these guys are going to be talking about. I'd I'd be fine if they brought him back. You know, I just don't I just don't know if he's going to be enthused about the deal. But I, like like we said, I don't know how much de- I don't know how much other demand there's going to be for him. That's right. on him. You want a better deal? Play better. Well, I mean that that's it. It's a it is a proven business too, right? Like so, that's you get you get paid what you're worth. Yeah. All right, we've got two noteworthy UFAs left. Uh, Next up is Buddy Robinson, 31 years old, unrestricted free agent, uh, the hero. Con Smythe winner. Con Smythe winner. Friend of the program, Buddy Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a guy who, in a jam, you call him up. But now that you've got more, I don't know, if I think you would say more NHL caliber forwards joining Rockford next year with Lipen and Ralston and on and on, Buddy Robinson is probably not going to get a recall next year. He might be a veteran you bring back to Rockford. But do you see him getting anywhere pro? I don't I like a full-time. Probably NHL? not. No, I don't think so. Probably yeah, not. Panthers I think should give him a one-year deal just on principle. <laughs> <laughs> As a thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, he seems like a guy who maybe signs a, a one-year deal and sticks in Rockford, you know, veteran, veteran presence guy who's been around, uh, you know, around the NHL and AHL a lot. Um, and you know, he's, he's, he's a sizable guy, you know, he, he's a big body, um, you know, does a lot of things well at the, at the, uh, AHL level. So, yeah, I mean, if, if they want to bring him in, kind of be that veteran presence for, uh, a young Rockford team that, you know, is, is bringing in some players that are going to be, you know, important to the Blackhawks in the next couple of years and they're making the 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 jump to the professional ranks it doesn't hurt having veterans uh, around um you know guys like Brett Cini, David Gus, um Buddy Robinson, Rocco maybe bring back Rocco Grimaldi. You know, I, I know he was on an AHL contract uh with uh with the Ice Hogs at the end of last season. Um but man, I mean you saw you saw what he did at the end of the year for the for the Ice Hogs. You see what he's doing at the at the World Championships at Team USA. Like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some more eyes on him. So I I think having some veteran guys for the Ice Hogs will be important. Um so I think Robinson kind of fits that mold. I, I actually think that they bring him back one more, one more year. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Because I think also as you as these younger forwards integrate themselves in Rockford, let's say you lose a top twelve forward early in the year, they're probably not going to want, want to call up a Lipen or a Ralston or whoever right away. And if you want someone on that bottom six, 
Buddy Robinson is someone who can fill that out, and you know you're going to put him on the ice. You know he's not going to hurt you. You know he's going to do his job. He's going to get the puck out of the zone. He's going to finish his checks and just live to fight another day. And and those guys have value, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, the Absolutely. next one who I think we're all a no on, and nothing personal against him, but it's just again a numbers game. Is Andreas Englund brought in in the Jack Johnson trade? Um, I don't see where he fits with this team at all. You nope. already have uh, Tenorti as you know a, a big defenseman who's going to be physical. Um, Anglin is a big defenseman who likes to be physical. I yeah, I think your 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 defense, your defensive group in the NHL. You're looking at you know Tenorti, Murphy, Seth Jones, uh, probably Vlasic, maybe Isaac Phillips, um, maybe Caleb Jones. Uh, you, you think Alec Regulus probably in the mix, Wyatt Kaiser. I, I don't see where England fits. Yeah, there's no. there's nowhere for him on this roster. Yeah, they, they cleared space for f- with him in Colorado to bring back Jack Johnson. That's about all you need to know. As, yeah. <laughs> it was a favor. As a, yeah. It was a favor. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's got size. He plays physical. Somebody will give him a two-way deal and, and uh, you know, he'll, he'll wind up, but you know, it, it, it's a numbers game at this point. You don't need any more defensemen right now when you've got guys who are on the cusp of becoming full-time NHLers. And I forgot Nikita Zaitsev as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Potential uh, buyout. Zaitsev, uh, AJ says it. we have Zaitsev. Says Zaitsev, isn't he pretty tall? Uh, and uh, <laughs> I think we uh, debunked oh, we if go. he was actually pretty tall. Yeah, no, like his, uh, yeah, that was the whole thing. Like the first day I saw him, it said he's six foot two. There's no way that guy is six foot two. <laughs> Maybe I'm six two. His. Yeah, six two on his skates. Maybe. Uh, so this next one is perhaps the most intriguing to me uh, in term. Now we're going to move on to the restricted free agents. Caleb Jones. Um, we talked about him yesterday. A guy who started the year kind of lost, kind of stuck in the mud as he was the year before. Then a year under Luke Richardson really shows some improvement. Obviously, Caleb's brother. Um, this is another Seth's one. brother. Yes, thank you. <laughs> he is not his own brother. <laughs> Seth's brother. Um, I, again, I just, at some point, I want to get these kids here. I want to start having Isaac Phillips here full-time or whoever, whoever they're deeming is the one ready for full-time. Vlasic probably is number one on that list. Get them here. And I think all Caleb Jones does is clog up the pipeline a little bit for these young players. And, you know, maybe it's better at the beginning to start, but I just don't. And I don't think Luke has that whole like Quenville thing where here's a kid, here's a veteran. I'm playing the veteran, like no questions asked kind of a thing. Um, However, I do think that just having him here, even for a low cost, just kind of keeps somebody down that could probably come up here and develop at the NHL level. I think they've been patient with Regula and Phillips and Vlasic and all those guys. It's, it's time to give at least one of them a chance. And as we go through the list, like you just did, there's really only one spot open, maybe two. Yeah. So I don't know. It, again, it's kind of like a fantasy. You, if they bring him back. Okay. I get it. I understand it, but I'm really ready to see two young full-time defensemen on the roster every night. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, but on the other hand, um, Caleb probably was uh, the best thing that ever happened to Caleb Jones in his young career is playing for Luke Richardson because he improved vastly through the start from the from October to April. Nobody, I don't think, on that team took a bigger jump uh, than Caleb Jones did. And let's face it, Outside of Seth, he's probably still the best skating defenseman you have. Um, you know, he gets – then that's what the, Luke Richardson wants to play. He wants to play fast, up the ice. Caleb Jones can help you do that. Yeah. Um, like, I, if they don't bring him back, I'm okay with that. But I think, you know, I know he gets a bad rap and all this stuff, but he he had a very good season um for his standards and and overall i mean he and he improved and he seems to be very well liked um so i wouldn't be 
completely upset if he's back next year because he's a guy that can come out of lineup if need be. But, you know, you bring back Jared Tenorti, I know why. He brings you that physicality. But the way he plays, he's going to miss 20, 30, 40 games this year. And Nikita Zaitsev, as far as I'm concerned, can spend the season in the press box. Like, if, like, I'm okay. Like, I would play Caleb Jones over Nikita Zaitsev. You need Zaitsev to reach the floor. But he plays 12 games and the rest of them sitting next to us eating gummy bears every night. I'm fine with that. You don't owe him anything at this point unless he earns his way into the lineup. So I would have no issues with Caleb Jones coming back because he played really well. And you still might get something out of him. And yeah, does he have his faults? Absolutely he does. But in a season that the overall results don't matter, why not take another year at the NHL level and see what you got out of him? Yeah, I you know I just I think that Zaitsev is interesting because he was derided because of his contract. Like people were saying, he wasn't worth the money he was paid, but he wasn't bad. He's not awful. It's not like he's some throwaway bum. He's an NHL player on most teams, yeah. and I think he is probably better than Caleb Jones. Um, so I think like we got to keep that in mind, like. Part of the reason he was so derided was the contract, not the play so much. It's not that he is Seth Jones. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, like, he's he's better than the reputation because the reputation has been sullied because of the contract. Yeah. I think – yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think one thing that the Blackhawks might do uh, to open up a roster spot but also keep some money on the books is buy outsides of. Maybe. I think they, I, I think they buy him out. They open up that roster spot because I th- I think the or the org and the coaching staff likes Caleb enough to bring him back again, and I think you you saw at the end of the year him and Seth playing together. I'm not saying that they you know they play all next season together. Um, they might, but uh, you know it doesn't have to be this way. But they played really well together, and I think outside of the fact that yeah they're <laughs> brothers, um, but they play they their their skill sets complemented each other uh in in a, in a good way and i think um you know luke richardson i think really started to like what caleb was doing at the end of the year um i think on a, on a one year deal you're you're not going to need to go out and find yourself uh you know a seventh defenseman sixth seventh defenseman on on the market you have one in house and yeah like like i said like i think if you know I, if you wanted, if it was between Zaitsev and Jones to open up a roster spot, I'm keeping Jones. So I think the the opportunity to buy out Zaitsev, keep some of his money on the books, open up a roster spot, and keep Caleb Jones around, I think is is in my eyes a good a good idea for the Blackhawks. Well, it's yeah, a cause... great point, and with nothing but cap space too, you know what I mean? Like Zaitsev is 31, uh, Caleb Jones is 25. So would I rather see another year or two of Caleb to see like maybe he takes another step and becomes. We were a solid defenseman, and then even if the Hawks don't have room for him, he becomes a trade piece. Then, yeah. And we were talking, uh, what was it yesterday about uh, Gustav Forsling? Yeah, you know, um, yeah. A, a guy that you know had had a few a few stops in his career, a, a few years to kind of figure it out, and now he's a pretty serviceable, good defenseman. I think Caleb could be in that kind of path where, yeah, he, you know, he's played on uh, uh, multiple teams. Um, but now, you know, from his first year with the Blackhawks to last year to, to to now heading into this season, I feel way better about Caleb than I did when he first got here. I agree with that. We're going to do a little bit of a – we're going to catch up on our ad breaks here, and we got a bunch more Hawks to go through, including the guy I think we're all going to agree 100% will be back. But first, Greg's going to tell you about our friends at Shady Rays. Yeah, deja vu all over again. Take on the sun with – Gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I say even better. They're too humble over at Shady Rays. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. 
Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to our nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, trust me on that one, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for absolutely free within 30 days. There's zero risk when you shop. Shady Rays always has your back. And going on right now, it's the Memorial Day sale. It's live right now through the end of May. Head over to ShadyRays.com and you're going to get yourself 35% off all sunglasses, any pair on the site, 35% off now until May 31st. So you could try yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 folks. That's a lot of folks. Yes, it is. There's nearly that many channels, almost, not quite, on Fubo TV. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There. You can join me as part of Fubo Nation. I don't know if that's a thing. I just made it up on the spot. It is now, damn it. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, your phone, your iPad, your laptop, whatever. You can watch Fubo TV wherever you are. And the best part is you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. That sounds like something that everyone who watches CHGO would appreciate. The most Chicago sports at the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. The best part, there's no contract, there's no cable, there's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. WNBA is tipped off. The NHL draft is coming up in just about a month, and we're going to be there. NHL, NBA playoffs, Cubs on marquee, Sox on NBC Sportsnet, so many great things. And remember, Cub fans, I mentioned Cubs on Marquee. Fubo TV is the only streaming provider that has Marquee Sports Network. So if you want to cut the cord, and that's pretty much everyone wants to cut the cord, use the link in our description to save up to 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That is FuboTV.com slash CHGO. All right. But at this point, by the way, any website you go to, just enter the code CHGO and just see what happens. Yeah. Chances are, you know, maybe there's going to be something there for you. <laughs> Might as well, yeah. Yeah. All right, next on our list, uh, I think this is, a, 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 as much as Andreas England was a no, Philip Kurashev is an absolute yes. Uh, this is the one guy that I feel the Hawks really believe is a part of their future that is on this roster now. Like, they really feel like Philip Kurashev will be part of things when they are great and competitive again, aside from Reichel. Yeah, I, I think that's a very fair assessment. We saw him yeah. take some major leaps this year. Um, you know, he was a kid that went from last season, you know, playing in the top six, playing on the fourth line, playing in Rockford, not playing at all, playing on the second line, like never had uh, a full you know, a, a defined role. And he got that this year. And he, he was essentially a top six guy all season long. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you talk about, Hey, we need guys to play with Connor Bernard. Why can't Philip Kershev play with Connor Bernard in his rookie season? You know, he's got some, some ability. He's got some playmaking ability. He's got a little bit of a scoring touch. You want to see more of that this season, but yeah, I don't think, uh, there's any doubt that he's going to get, um, you know, a new deal here before his, his, uh, contract is officially up. It's just a matter of what they want to give him, how long, and how much, but I would think a two to three year deal uh, would be a good, uh, a good start. And then revisit it when you've got your core kind of set up and ready to take over. What do we think contract wise for Kurashev in terms of money? I know like two or three years sounds right, but I feel like the longer it goes, the, the richer it will have to be, you know? So I, I wonder if it would be three years, like maybe two and a half. Yeah. Three years. Between six and seven million, I'd be okay with that. Total, yeah, not not. AAB, yeah, no, not per year. No, yeah, no, this, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around the two two point two five million a year for two to three years. Um, you know, that would be good. I mean, uh, Kershev is a guy that can, uh, 
you know, he can hang, he can, he can skate with the fast guys and, and he can, you know, he's, he's like that, no pun intended. He's a Swiss army knife player. And, you know, you, you, once you have more talent here, I think he becomes even more effective. That's, that's a good point because this year, most of the lines he was on, he was the primary threat. And I don't know at 23 years old, I don't think he's there yet. Right. I think his best offensive days are certainly ahead of him. I don't know where he's going to max out offensively. I don't think he's ever going to be a 60-point guy. But if you can get to 45-50, that's pretty solid, especially as this roster fills out and you start adding you know, the the top six type of guys. If you can get that kind of production from a bottom, you know, your third-line winger, that's pretty good. I just like his game. He can do it all. You could kind of trust yeah. him in all situations, and that's you can never have too many of those. Nope. Yeah, he does a little little bit of everything. Um, I think he's gotten more responsible defensively as his as he's grown as an NHL player. So, yeah, I mean, consistency and health; um, those are two things that you want to see a little bit more of at the NHL level, just to be able to make sure that, that you know he's on the ice as much as possible and um, can continue to be effective. And yeah, I think if he if he maxes out as like a, a third line utility wing, nothing wrong nothing wrong with that. You add him to a you know a forwards group that's going to have you know Nazar and and um, Bedard and Reichel and you know maybe Taylor Radish establish himself. Like there's going to be there's you know and whoever else they they draft and bring in. You got Cole Gutman in the mix as well. So yeah, I think he can fit into that into that kind of role and and really be effective. Uh, sticking with the forwards, these two guys, let's just do them together because they kind of feel like they're in the same exact boat. Austin Wagner and Anders Bjork. I liked what I saw from both of them last year. I, I This, to me, is, again, a numbers game. I think they probably keep one of the two. Yeah, no, I, they, they'll keep one of the two. Like, again, you kind of got, you know, guys who do the same things. I think Bjork has a little more uh, offensive upside than, than Watson, but we didn't see a lot. Of, of Watson. So that, that was part of the problem. Um, Wagner. So, Wagner. Sorry. I knew I was going to do that. I always, that's another reason to not resign him. So I don't call him Austin Watson every time. Uh, we didn't see enough of Wagner. Uh, you know, he had that weird pussy flesh eating injury or whatever it was. And um, so, yeah, I think uh, Bjork, you can fill out a spot, you know, it'd be interesting if he wants, if he'd settle for a two way deal, I know he's a guy that wants some NHL stability and the, and the Hawks have a, you know, the situation to give him that he's got that speed. He's got that, you know, grindy work ethic. Uh, and he could, he could, you know, find the back of the net every once in a while. So um, he's playing really well until he, until he suffered that injury that, that kind of kept him out for a couple of weeks. And then it was just hard for him to get back on track. Uh, but I'd bring him back. I'd bring Bjork back, you know, uh, Wagner, you know, I, I just didn't see enough. And I think, again, what does he do any differently than, say, Boris Kachuk or one of those guys that are already here? You know, you, you need to start getting different guys who can do different things. So here's yeah. the thing with Wagner, though. It's, it felt like that was a very intentional acquisition. Like, it was just kind of out of the blue. Like, I don't know. The Hawks clearly saw something in him. And I wonder if they see him as a Lafferty type who is – Got undeniable speed and probably not the scoring touch, right? Lafferty didn't have it really either, except it would come in spurts every now and again. But for the most part, Lafferty was all speed and no finish. Um, could they see Wagner as that guy, as the guy who's just going to cause chaos with his speed, play in the bottom six, give you some physicality with some scoring punch? I, that's why I keep thinking like him and Bjork are so, they're so much the same. They're two like very similar players. They both play both wings. Yeah, when you know what I mean. They're a year apart in age. They just seem very samey to me. Yeah, when Bo when Bjork was brought in, it was they were both they were like, oh well, he's gonna wear number twenty four, so maybe he'll be able to fill those shoes left by you know fill the skates left back by uh, Sam Lafferty and the in their similar you know playing styles and um, you know Lafferty was very effective as that you know high energy high speed kind of player i think bjork is not as and the same as wagner i don't think they're as high speed as like lafferty or athanasiu but i think they still have that quickness and mobility that you know their skating is is, is 
their biggest attribute to their, uh, to their skill sets. Um, for me, I would say yes on, on Bjork. Uh, and I would pass on Wagner just cause I think Bjork does a little bit more. And he went to Notre Dame, which is a huge plus, right, Greg? Yeah. whoop de do. <laughs> Everybody loves Notre Dame. He's a ginger, ginger who went to Notre Dame. We know why you love him. <laughs> Everybody loves Notre Dame. All right, let's move uh, to the defense here. I mean, clearly not Mario. He just left. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. Screw this. They said Notre Dame. He hung up. I'm out of here. Um, Ian Mitchell, arbitration eligible, restricted free agent. I just feel like it's best for all parties for this thing to move on. Maybe someone wants to trade for his rights, a late pick or a future consideration or something. But I don't, I don't see that. I think they just walk away like they did with Kubalik and Strom, right? Like they just say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, we've discussed this plenty of times during the season and already in the off season. There's just there's no future here for him right now. He was a highly touted prospect when he first got here. You know, there was those first. 15, 20 games, it's like, hey, maybe maybe the hype was real. And then it just never – the league adjusted to him, and he never adjusted back. And, and I think he's, you know, your, your Adam Clendenning-type player where he's going to be a career AHL guy. But if you need a guy that can come up and play 11 minutes on the third pairing two, three times a year in a crunch, he could do it. Maybe there's more, but I, I just think it's time for him to get a fresh start someplace else um and and see what happens but yeah i think um yeah thanks for uh everything ian nice kid uh friendly talked to him a bunch in rockford always you know uh generous with his time but just too many young better defensemen all around defensemen that as we said he's on the small side so when you're a defenseman on the smaller side you better be like a dynamic skater or an offensive threat or a power play wizard. And he's not any of those. Yeah. So it's just with, with a team, remember what Mike Donahue told us, if you're not a good skater, you're not a black Hawk. There no. you go. Is Alec Pergula a good skater? Cause he's next on our list. He's <laughs> not a great skater, but he's got size and, and got better offensive upside than Ian Mitchell. You know, he's got a good slap shot. Um, Regul is a guy I'll bring back on a two-year deal. Yep, I agree. Uh, on a, or a two-way deal. I mean, uh, let him play some more in Rockford. He's a guy that, again, you need to bring up a guy for a few few games. You can do worse. I, I still think there's a lot of potential there for Regula to to maybe become a, a, a sixth, seventh guy. But he's got size and he's got physicality and more upside offensively than Mitchell. So that's why if it comes down to those two guys who I'm bringing back to, you know, play mostly in Rockford and see what happens. It's definitely Regula that's he's, sticking around. He's also your only, in terms of defensive prospects, your only right defenseman. That makes a difference. Everybody craves those right-handed shot defensemen. We see it in the chat today. You know, got too many lefties, need some righties. Well, I think every team can say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that bodes well for him too. Being the only guy of that young group that shoots righty keeps him around a little longer. Yeah, I, I hope he. I hope he gets more of a shot next year, and maybe he's even a guy who I don't want to say starts the season, but gets one of the earlier call ups because he is a bit older. He's been around the block a little bit. Remember, he was part of the Brendan Perlini trade uh, with the Red Wings. Like he's yeah. he's not like uh, how old is he? Is he twenty three? Let's see, Alec Regula. I think he's yeah. I think he's just twenty three. Uh, he is current. He turns twenty three on August on August sixth. So yeah, when the season starts, he'll be twenty three. I, I just want to see what he can do with some extended time because his limited call-ups have been pretty good. Like, didn't he have a stretch last year where he played like, I don't know, like five to seven games in a row and looked pretty solid. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not giving up on him yet. Like, I think he's yeah. too intriguing of his prospect to say, sorry, we got too many prospects like you. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I think they should keep him. I know people are, are referring to Mitchell when I when I made my Gustav Forsling comment the other day and patience, patience, patience. And that would be fine with Mitchell if you didn't have a pipeline full of guys that are better than him. Like you have guys coming, you know, you have Vlasic, you have Phillips, uh, you have Wyatt Kaiser's arrived. Uh, Del Mastro and Nolan Allen are going to be here next year. Like 
I'm not saying he's a complete bum and a bust, but he's not going to get the opportunity here that he can get elsewhere. Well, Ragula, I mean, because of the right-handedness and his size, he, he he's going to get another look. Well, your point too, though, like on Mitchell, is with we when we talked about it yesterday with with Forsling, you would see the glimpses of like, okay, that's what they like about this kid, right? Like there it is, the puck moving. Uh, you know, he's got a little bit of speed. Like you could see what they saw in Forsling. Same thing with Adam Boquist, right? Speed, good, heavy shot, all those sort of things. With Mitchell, I watch him play and I go, what is he good at? What is he really good at? Like it's, I'm not asking for perfection. I'm not saying he has to be either Eric Carlson or Nicholas Lidstrom, but like there's got to be something in his game that is really, really good. And I don't know what that thing is. I don't, you know, he's not a great passer. He doesn't have a great shot. He's undersized for a defenseman that is not going to put up 60, 70 points, right? Like, so if you're Brian Campbell or again, Errol Carlson, who's going to put up big offensive numbers, you can live with the lack of size, but Mitchell's never going to do that. So that's the thing is I haven't seen the flashes from Mitchell. You mentioned like early on, he looked pretty good. He looked okay, meaning he wasn't out there completely struggling. Like, okay, this young guy is hanging in there. But you never saw from Mitchell, at least in my opinion, those glimpses of, okay, that shows that he's going to be really, really good at something someday. I have yet to see that from him. Yeah. So, I I, yeah, I think, you know, with with the others, you've seen it. Okay, Phillips, the athleticism and the size and the ability to move the puck and the willingness to pinch in. We saw it in limited action with Wyatt Kaiser, the speed, the 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 confidence with the puck, like all those sort of things. I haven't seen any of that with Mitchell. And that's and if he finds it somewhere else, good for him. But like a lot of people are saying in the chat, like sometimes a change of scenery is exactly what's needed. So just yep. give him give him a chance. Let him go. That's what he wants to do, you know? So I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's what he wants to, but I think that's what's best for him is another chance elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think, is that everybody? Oh, no, there's one more. Hold on. I should have written this down, but I'm a hack. Oh, Joey Anderson. Woo. Another one kind of in the <laughs> Bjork and uh, Wagner mold, right? A little more NHL pedigree from him. I wonder if you can get him on a two-way. Oh, yeah. There's no way he's getting a one-way deal. No no chance. Yeah. So, if that... Well, and he played it... He played in Rockford for the playoffs. So, I think that that would be... I think he... That would benefit him. Yeah. I I would... I'd like him back for a two-way deal. As a a guy who probably starts the season here and then as guys, you know, develop in Rockford and come up, he goes back down or he comes up injury call-up or whatever. I just think he's a good, reliable player... You know, it's not going to hurt you. Just like I was saying about Buddy Robinson, different kind of player with obviously more offense. But, you know, you can put Joey Anderson out there and he's going to be fine and not hurt you. And maybe add some a little bit of a scoring for you. And his big old pie face. Can't get enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would definitely bring back Joey Anderson. I think he's, you know, he was a good player in Toronto that was buried by a much more talented roster. And yeah, I think, you know, give him some consistent time in the NHL. Um, I think he kind of got, you know, you know, got to Chicago and didn't really get everything going, but there were flashes where you, you know, you could see why uh, the Blackhawks wanted him, you know, to, to come into their uh, org and, and to, um, you know, make that, make the most of that opportunity. So yeah, I, w- I would bring him back and, and, you know, have the opportunity, have the option to send him to Rockford if, if necessary. And, um, have them be available for those guys too. Yeah, I'm done with that for sure. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we got to tell you about our friends at Goose Island and our friends at ComEd. And Mario is going to pour some beer on your weekend in the best way yeah. possible. Yeah. Hey, if it's uh, if if it's a holiday weekend, uh, make sure you are stocked up on the Goose Island. They are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. Uh, Today is a perfect day to uh, go outside, crack open a Goose Island, and enjoy the beautiful weather. Uh, You can open up maybe the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner 
at the Great American Beer Fest or the Tropical Beer Hug, the Imperial IPA that is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink or because the uh, nice big golden sun is out high in the sky, you can crack open a nice uh, big golden can of the Goose Island 312 the wheat ale that is the staple of their tremendous beer lineup. Or, hey, if you're in uh, Chicago, head out to their uh, two locations. You can get an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House, which is on uh, Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room, which is on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company. Yeah, Goose Island has so many great beers. You might have to get a second refrigerator for your house just for all the Goose Island beer. And if you're running two refrigerators, well, then you're going to want to save some energy. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Oh, there's nothing like the beer fridge. But yeah, it takes a toll on your, uh, on your energy bill. That's for damn sure. And ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Hey, Jake, can you tell Lawrence how this works? Yeah, Lawrence, listen up. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency products that they can start working on immediately. That's projects, not products. You can start working on those immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, and Lawrence, I know you do, don't wait. <laughs> Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Wait, Jay, I'm sorry. I wasn't actually listening at all. What did you say that website is? It is comed.com slash poweringbiz. Oh, I got it. Yeah, schedule that today, Lawrence. Get on it. Will do. For your sweatshop of podcast equipment. That you crank out of your garage. <laughs> your podcast equipment sweatshop. Yeah, exactly. You want to put some air conditioning in there for those children, damn it. Man, just the worst. Uh, hey, before we wrap up, Dallas won a game. Congratulations. Joe Pavelski, Joe Mario's Pavelski. favorite player, coming up big. I just want to yeah. say, on the record, I we all did, but I'll speak for myself. They played an embarrassing game in game of three they had a very nice response last night uh yeah. so props to the dallas stars for not laying down they had every excuse to get their asses swept and they didn't any shot at all for them do you guys have any hope that dallas can come back and win this uh i, I mean i know that they won without ben and Dodonov in the lineup last night can they do it again I don't know. Uh, I mean, it really depends. It's it's surprising to say, but I think it, a lot of it hinges on which Jake Ottinger is going to show up, the one that's been pulled three times or the one that, you know, we we all expected to see for the majority of these playoffs. And um, I think that's that's a big, big factor because, you know, the outside of, uh, you know, some of the some of their big guns. You know he's he's probably the the biggest factor. I know J Jason Robertson big game last night. Yeah. He's finally you know as these playoffs have gone on, he's finally uh, started to to come out. But again, this was this was a, a game that had to go to overtime, so it wasn't like Vegas was was drastically outplayed. Um, There's still the, I think they're still the better team, and so it's you know you you gotta you gotta win four straight. It's a tough task. Yeah, outside of the game three debacle, this series has been even three overtime games. So uh, they're going to need Jake Ottinger to play the best three games of his life back to back to back here if they want to pull off this amazing historic um, comeback. But you can't get the game six and seven until you win game five. That's right. They they won game. They they won the one game. Okay, they live the fight another day. You got to go to Vegas. You win in Vegas, comes back the home ice, 
defend home ice and then anything can happen in a game seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Going back to Vegas, if they win tomorrow game five on the road, uh, then I think maybe Vegas starts getting a little, Oh, you know, they the, start yeah. gripping the sticks a little tighter. They start feeling a little more pressure. They start looking over their shoulder a little more when they get to the corners. Um, I still think Vegas will close it out in game five. Uh, I, I, Hey, I want as much hockey as possible. We're getting to the final series of the season. So hey, take it to seven. I, I I would much rather have the stars uh, play the Panthers in the next round, but, and plus, Hey, coming back from three Oh down. Great storyline. So we'll see what happens. Jake Ottinger has got to be the man. He's got to steal the next couple of games. Yeah, I mean, when I picked him to win the series, he was the reason, and he's not been good. So that's the truth. Yeah. He's, he's the reason. One of the biggest reasons they're down where they are right now. Yeah. All right. Before we head yeah. out to the weekend, some nice uh, chat comments I want to get to from Tanvirus. Tanvirus 12 says, Your coverage of the Hawks every day makes the wait till the draft lottery so much more bearable. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, young Dingle yeah. God says, listening while on the drive to Toronto right now, I'll be sure to let everyone know how much Greg loves their sports teams and fans. <laughs> hey, I like I, I, I have nothing against the actual Maple Leaf players. They're fine young gentlemen. And I like the Blue Jays. I own a Toronto Blue Jays hat. So I don't hate all things Toronto. I just don't like Maple Leaf fans. Yes. And remember, mm. young Dingle God, the middle finger is a universal language. Uh, and Dr. Horror <laughs> Show says, until next week, the best Hawks podcast around. Have a safe weekend. Yes, yeah, safe weekend. Happy Memorial Day. And we will have a show for you on Monday. We're not taking Memorial Day off. And trust mm-hmm. me, it's a good one. It's a it good is. show. Yeah. I know it. You know what we're going to talk and, about? And, and don't and don't be thrown off if we're all wearing the same clothes. Yeah. My laundry. <laughs> all of our, We're saving energy by not doing yeah. laundry all weekend. Um, true. We're going to talk on Monday about th- we each picked a draft three draft prospects that we like for the first round second third round and then beyond it's a lot of fun we did some research it'll be a good one i think you'll enjoy it so check out monday's show when it drops monday on memorial monday. day until then have a great long extended weekend we appreciate you we'll talk to you next week on the chgo blackhawks podcast <laughs>